Karate! And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have on the line right now? Before the show has even begun, we have some eager callers. Are you there, callers? Yes, we're here! Who the hell are you, and how the hell do I know you? This is Scratch and Joel and Tony. From Mary Trembles, and we play music, so you know us. But how do I know you, Mary Trembles? Out of the blue, you have contacted me. You haven't said where you're from. Where are you from? From Australia, from Brisbane, Australia. But you're not in Australia now. This is sort of complicated, isn't it? complicated. Right now we're uh, actually in a laundromat in Toronto, Canada. So you're still in Toronto. That's good because I understood that you had gone from Toronto to New York and then back to Toronto and then back to Brisbane and you're on the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show from Vancouver. So how did we meet? What's the complications of all this? Oh. <laughs> we, we were just really big fans so we thought we'd, uh, we'd get in touch with you to, uh, to have a chat with you. Well, Nardwarta is huge in Australia. Big deal. Uh, this is Everyone a- out there, remember... Uh, but how did you find out about the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show? And again, you're listening to CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. And we're speaking to Mary Trembles, all the way from Brisbane, Australia. Brisbane, <laughs> Australia. Brisbane, Australia, not home of Nick Cave. Not home of Nick Cave. No, no, no. It's no. Close, close. No, Now, not home of Nick Cave. Now, Nick Cave has given me a reason to be afraid of Australian bands. Really? I don't blame you. Why would you think that Nick Cave has given a bad name to Australian bands? I have no idea. Why is that? Well, not really a bad name to Australian bands, but to make me afraid to speak to some Australian bands. Because if you want to interview Nick Cave, you have to submit a list of 10 books that you have read. And if Nick Cave thinks those 10 books are cool, he will grant you an interview. <laughs> well, we're not as snobby as Nick Cave, but I, I have, I am, I'm sure that he's been known to do that before, so you're not the first. So you guys are like the exact opposite of that. You're like begging me to do an interview with you. Begging. Yeah, Thank you. Sure. How low are you guys that that would happen there, Mary Trembles? Tell us the lowness of Mary Trembles. What is the lowness? What is the low point of this tour that you're on right now? So you're, you're I don't fil- know if you should be... Um- Putting yourself there, really? <laughs> we're right here together. And, uh, There's a lot of lows and a lot of highs. It's and I feel like I'm floating. <laughs> so you are from Brisbane, Australia, Mary Trembles. You played in Toronto. How many gigs are you doing in Toronto? And then you're going over to New York. Can you explain the world domination, please? Well, yeah, we played last night in Toronto, and it was excellent. And uh, yeah, it was our first time in Canada, so it went really well. But we got to go to New York on Monday, and then we're playing four shows there, then back to L.A. for another three shows. And then we get to go home, so we still got a bit of a slog to go. Now, who booked these shows, and what position on the bill are you for these shows, and how much are you getting paid for these shows, Mary Trembles? <laughs> well, first question, uh, we, all, we all booked the shows, and I think we're headlining most of the tour. Yeah. Um, I think there's some other cool bands that we're playing with that we're, we're headlining most of it, and we're not getting paid anything. How much are the tickets to come over to North America from Australia? It's like $2,500 per person, I think. It's, it's not cheap. It's a substantial investment. What North American bands have you seen in Brisbane that have gone through there? Oh, uh, uh, everybody. Everybody. Pops to mind. Did you see them? 
Uh, yeah, we play uh, a different incarnation, played with Fugazi in Brisbane many years ago. How about now? Well, you're over at the North by Northeast Music Festival in Toronto. Are there any other Australian bands there? Um, I think there's a girl named uh, Holly Thornsby who's here. We haven't, we haven't checked her out yet, but we're, we're keen to see her. Uh, but there's not too many Australians this time. I think there was a few last year, but I think we're one of the only ones this year. How about for playing in Canada? Is it easy? Do you need special work permits for that? No, no, no. Because we're invited by the festival, uh, and because we're just we're playing, but we're not getting paid, we don't need work permits. So it's kind of just a, a, a holiday, mostly, <laughs> if you want to call it that. And how about in Australia? How many gigs do you guys do in Australia when you're playing out there in Australia? How many gigs do you do See. in Australia? <laughs> lots and lots. So, you know, Australia's a big place, and you've got to try and get all the way around it. So that means heaps of shows. Now, I've always been curious about this, and we're speaking again to Mary Trembles, who contacted me, Nardwar to Human Serviette, through the internet. If you're a band out there, feel free to contact me, Nardwar to Human Serviette, and I will do an interview. 604-822-2487, 604-UBCCATR. In Australia, Mary Trembles, they have Burger King, but I heard it's called Hungry Jacks. But then That's some... Right. But then somebody told me that they have Burger King and Hungry Jacks. How confusing. That's true. They've just, yeah, there is Burger King now, but only a few. It's mainly Hungry Jacks everywhere. But is that confusing, Hungry Jacks and Burger King? You have no idea how confusing it is. Uh, what other sort of brand differences are there in Australia? Mm. Like food-wise or just with Hungry Jacks? or With food-wise and with Hungry Jacks. Uh, we found a lot of the soft drink here. As soon as you take a sip, you feel like you're having a mild stroke just for the sugar content. And ev- ev- just all the drink sizes and the food sizes are just humongous. And for Mary Trembles, you guys have some recorded songs that you sent me via MP3. What can you tell about them? Scene from Below. That's what we're going to hear from you guys. Okay. Uh, Scene from Below is off the uh, first EP that we put out. And... Uh, when we got together, as soon as we started playing, we were just having too much fun. So we recorded straight away before we'd done any shows or anything. And uh, Scene From Below is one of those songs. So you know, you'll hear a band that only played together for a couple of weeks and jumped into the studio. Do people, exciting. Do, I love it. Do people think Below, you know, Down Under, Australia at all? Is that an allusion to that? Like the scene from Below? You guys have been working... <laughs> Uh, well, until you mentioned it, I'd never thought that myself. Because I was thinking, now that you mention it, yeah, because I was thinking, oh, really? genius, Cause genius. Because <laughs> you know the scene from below, you guys from under, down under, working hard, long, buying tickets, two thousand five hundred dollars to fly over here, Mary Trembles. Uh, the scene from below. How are you regarded by the scene there? Have you got any of those big day out festivals? Is it worth to get on any of those big day out festivals? Absolutely, it is. Yeah, we've played big day out. Um, Big Day Out is just a, an awesome festival. I've played festivals all over the world, and it's a mixture of enormous and really relaxed. And you don't get much better than that at a show. How about where Fugazi played? That wasn't part of Big Day Out. Where did you see Fugazi play in Australia? I've seen them a couple of times. Um, but we played with them in Brisbane. At the most memorable time, actually, was at a little club called Boulder Lodge for, uh, in, oh, I don't know, 15 years ago or something, 10 years, a long time. And that gig was just amazing. Changed my life, that show. What band were you in at that point? Uh, that was a band called Broken Head. And how much did you guys put out as Broken Head? 
Uh, just one album. And how about for distribution for Australia? How does that all work out for the distribution of records? Uh, well, a lot of different ways. Most of the things I've done have been released on a small label with a distribution deal through one of the larger distribution houses. What are the larger distribution houses? How hard is it to get distribution down there? Because at one time, all I knew was Ogogo Records out of Australia. Yeah, there's, there's a few. It's not too hard to get the distribution, but to do anything with it is always tricky. Now, what is the importance of the band God? Uh, <laughs> oh, immensely important. Absolutely immensely important. Uh, the lad John Silbershire from God, I've actually... I play in a few, uh, a few different bands with him, the Dark Horses and a new band called Milk Milk. And, uh, yeah, what, what a band. What a boy. Because I had asked people about the band God and their song, My Pal. It was My Pal. That was the song, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that was sort of like Australia's Nirvana awakening, wasn't it, for use of a better term? Weren't they kind of like Australia's Nirvana for one absolutely. song? Absolutely. Although I guess some people think silver chair are Australia's nirvana. Uh, no, well, that, you know, there are some people nirvana, and then there are others. Silver chair is a very dirty word to say. I, in Australia. Uh, I I I actually wasn't too much of a fan of silver chair until I heard they took a band from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada called Pure. Pure, who had a song called It's a Blast to Be Alive. They took them on tour. I thought that was nice that at least they took a Vancouver band. But Pure also had the distinction of having one of their songs played in the pregame show before U2 went on stage on the Zoo TV. You know, Zoo TV, U2 tour, they played a whole bunch of tunes before the band went on, and Pure was one of them. Awesome. Have I'll you, have to have a listen to this, Pure. Uh, well, now they're long gone, but I just thought that was a little interesting little tidbit regarding that. But back hey. to God. I'm so happy that you guys are into the God, my pal God, because I've asked some other people from Australia about the God, but they don't really know anything about the God. How could somebody not know about the God from Australia? God, the legendary band God. I, I have no idea how you could miss that. I mean, Joel himself is a, a, an amazingly huge man, so... Yeah, I, I don't know. Everybody should know God. Everybody should get the experience of meeting the wonderful Joel Silbershire. Well, thank you very much, Mary Trembles, for phoning in on your own penny to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. You are yeah, doing your adventure. You're welcome. Thank you, Nardwar, for having us. You are doing your adventures across North America now. Mary Trembles, and they can people can check, and I say they, the listeners, they can check you out at <laughs> Mary Trembles on MySpace. You're on the MySpace as well. Any dates on the West Coast at all? Are you going to do Seattle or Vancouver or anything like that? Any of that plan? I'm going to make it this time. We'd love to come back soon. Uh, we're just going to do LA on the, on the West Coast this time, but hopefully next time we'll come up and visit you in, uh, in Vancouver. Well, thank you so much for phoning in. Thank you so much for caring about the Nardwater Human Serviette radio show. And we will now play your selection, Seen From Below, by Mary Trembles from Brisbane, Australia. Well, thanks for the time, Mary Trembles. Keep on rocking the free world and do 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 Smiles Ever grazing on 
to five But through the carnage keep it wide Ever spotting stained in you still listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. And that was Mary Trembles from Brisbane, Australia, who contacted me, Nardwarta Human Serviette, through the internet and wanted to be on a Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. So they were. And what should happen today as well? We'd have another visitor just drop by. And who do we have in the studio today? Hello. Who are you? 
I'm Nikki Nice from Pretty Vanilla. Hello, Nikki Nice from Pretty Vanilla. Welcome to the Nardwardy Human Serviette Radio Show. Hey, thanks so for having me. So, Pretty Vanilla from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. That's right. And yeah. you kind of share something in common with the Mary Trembles. You, too, contacted me through the internet. I did. What an amazing day today. Yep. Two internet connections and two internet connections I didn't even really have to really work at happening. It just happened. Like, you emailed me and then you're here. Mary Trembles emails me and then they phone me from New York on their own dime. Now, they spent $2,500 to pay for this interview. I came to North America, Mary Trumbles. How much money did you spend coming out to CITR here, Nikki Nice? Um, bus fare. But Thank you. Actually, uh, I have a bus pass. Okay, and, good. Uh, I don't feel too guilty, so I don't have to give your money back or anything like that. No, no, I, I think we'll be all right. But thank you very much for bringing out your release. Now, we played the Mary Trembles MP3, but you've brought out your brand new 7-inch release. Tell us about it. Pretty vanilla in seven inches deep from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Uh, well, we recorded it at Little Red Sounds with Felix, who's done the transmitters and the jolts and the TVs and what did, the manipulators. And you've and also got some neat cover photos there. Could you explain about the cover photos? Is that an actual cover photo of you at the aquarium? Yeah, actually, we went to the aquarium, and uh, you know, we wanted an aquatic theme for this record. That's why it's called Seven, and it's a seven inch, so we called it Seven Inches Deep. So it's just, yeah, us um, on a little like band field trip to the aquarium. The photo really works well. How many takes did that take? Maybe you could explain to the people what the cover photo is. Um, oh, well, it's just sort of a, a silhouette of us in front of the beluga tank. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it looks like it's, it might have taken a few shots for that to work. Like, did you have to do some photoshopping to make that work well? It looks really um, nice. There's a bit of glare, red glare from the, the camera flash in my boots, like red eye reduction or something. But And we had that taken out. Um, but... And in yeah, the back cover as well, looks interesting. Yeah, there is a bit of Photoshop magic there, and we weren't actually submerged next to a, a giant starfish. But uh, Now, were you dressed like that going into the aquarium? We were, yeah. Did they allow you in? Because remember, in old days, they didn't allow punks in certain places. Are you punk at all? Are you uh, guys punk? I, because you only, they only allow punk on an Ardwater Human Survey Ratio. When I say they, the people manning the door. Because you had to oh. go through a rigorous inspection before you came in here. Yeah that, was, yeah, that was pretty rough. Because, you know, uh, for some punks... I actually got, I got gloved on the way in. So. But hopefully not the glove. Smell the glove. But no. for some punks, actually, believe it or not, which I think uh, they've re-released on Spinal Tap as well, some punks, when they visited Disneyland in the early 80s, were told to take off their punk T-shirts and given a Disneyland Mickey Mouse shirt to wear instead. Like, you can go to Disneyland, but you can't wear that cramps shirt in Disneyland. So they really? actually would wear the Disneyland shirt. So you're wearing the CITR attire right now. But when you actually went into the aquarium, there did they look at you all because you're dressed punk are you punk uh i don't know I, I don't i don't really call myself punk but uh i mean i like a lot of punk bands but and... did they make you did, oh. they, did they did they make you wear an aquarium shirts no i mean people are pretty like apathetic nowadays i think it's pretty hard to uh get any kind of response out of anyone for doing anything so. yeah, that sounds kind of sad <laughs> so you were hoping you'd create a scene yeah we cared. I mean, well i mean we weren't Whatever, we're just doing our thing. But, I mean, yeah, no one really seemed to... Uh, I mean, maybe a couple people rolled their eyes, and, um, like, some of the staff. And, I don't know, there was, like... We ran into a bunch of girls um, from, like, Japan or something that wanted their picture taken with us, but... 
Did you think know. that that might end up being the seven-inch cover if those pictures with the girls from Japan worked out well? Did you think that might end up um, being yeah, the well, record we actually, cover? Um, we talked to uh, Ryan from the Beelines actually did our cover and, and he was saying we should... He did a great job, by the way. It looks yeah, great. Yeah, I'm really happy with it. Um, but he was saying we should like do a cover it with like Japanese on it and say that it's like a, a rare Japanese pressing or something and then we could charge more for it, but... As of right now, though, you're charging derp cheap, and it's available at all the local outlets in Vancouver. And we're going to actually hear a track, too. What is the track that we're going to hear? Uh, it's called New Love. And you're going to be performing that when? Um, not I, for a little while. Not for a while. I think our next show here is in August. I think it's like the 23rd or something um, uh, at the uh, IPO Festival. Um, but for now, we're just going on tour with a band from Seattle called The Greatest Hits, and we're going to do a... U.S. tour. Now, how did you meet them? I met you through the internet. I met Mary Trembles through the internet. How did you meet them? The greatest hits from Seattle. It wasn't. It wasn't, was it? It wasn't through the internet. It wasn't through the internet. Most of my my relationships now, like friendships and whatever, have come through the internet. Um, But strangely enough, I actually met these guys at a Teenage Head show when they played here, I don't know, I guess last summer. That's great. uh, You got a chance to see them. Oh, yeah. No, I was really... I mean, yeah. I'm glad I got a chance. So I I don't know. And that's where you met the greatest hits that came up from Seattle to check it out? Yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, I had, like, you know, a bunch of, like, CDRs that that I just had on me, and I gave them one, and and they invited us down to play this thing um, called Candy Fest, which is just sort of like a a power pop festival, like a gathering of of, um, power pop bands from mostly the American Pacific Northwest. And, and, uh, yeah, we met some great bands, and we sort of hit it off with them, and... We had them up here a bit, and they had us down there a bit more, and we hit it off, and now we're touring together. So, How have the gigs gone that you've played in Vancouver? Um, mixed results. I mean, it, it kind of depends. It's really uh, r- like quite diverse here, right? I mean, some people really seem to kind of get what we're about, and some people don't. But How do you know when somebody doesn't get it? And how do you know uh, somebody There's doesn't? sort of a, a posture. There's sort of a, there's sort of a look on their face and uh, just sort of a, a condescending sort of like, you know, bit of, bit of eye rolling, but if someone does get it, they're usually you know dancing. Um, we, we like that when people dance and you know smiling. That's uh, kind of what we're going for. Have you had any trouble getting any gigs at all? Um, Has there always been a next gig for Pretty Vanilla? And what were your previous bands before this? Um, this is my first real band. Um, I've played in a couple like garage bands and stuff, but. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was sort of at first it was like slow getting gigs, but um yeah, we just sort of made friends with some other other bands and uh, they've been good to us like the transmitters and the parallels and whatever and uh one of our first shows that sort of um got us noticed a little bit was with um the hits who are broken up now, but um but they hooked us up with a great show at the railway and uh that was a lot of fun. And you are the band Pretty Vanilla, Nikki Nice, right? That's right. Nikki Nice from Pretty Vanilla. And before we go, maybe you could acknowledge the other members of Pretty Vanilla. Oh, Because they're not here right now, are they? No, they're not. Although you are the lead singer of the band, aren't you? Yeah, arguably the most important member. But, uh, uh, yeah, um, we've got Brennan Brennan Bopp on the bass and Carson Wolf on drums, who are... uh, Now, is is this their first band, too? Um... Basically, uh, Carson was in, um, oh, what were they called? Oh, they're uh, like a garage punk band. They're, they're still, the Death Rays. They're still around, I think. Um, but I don't really know what they're up to. 
And how long has the 7-inch been out? Um, a little under a week. We released it on the 13th at Pat's Pub. And how did that go at the Pub of Pat's? Oh, it was great. It was a really good turnout considering, like, all the awesome shows that were happening this weekend and Music Waste and everything. Um, yeah, it was. I was really happy with how it went. Did anybody think it was part of Music Waste? Um, nobody mentioned that to me. Maybe that's why all the Music Waste wristbands sold out, because people thought that you were part of Music Waste. Probably. That's, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And people can judge and hear right now some Pretty Vanilla as we play the track New Love, which I think also is a track, a song by the band The Muffs. They have a song called New Love. I'm not familiar with that. Do you know any other songs uh, called New Love at all? Did you, you think about that? Did you think about that when you wrote the song? Uh, I the other songs generally don't love? do a lot of thinking. Just go for it. I just, just go for it, yeah. Well, here we have New Love by the band Pretty Vanilla on an Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all, Nikki Nice? Uh, buy it. Buy at, it. Buy the 7-inch at the local release. Uh, whereabouts, I guess we should say. Um, we've dropped it off at Audio Pile, Scratch, Zulu... Um, vinyl records, um, Neptune, did I say Red Cat? Um, I think that's it. Pretty Vanilla, and right after that, we're going to be having an interview with the band White Lies from... England on the Nordwater Human Serviette radio show. So we had Mary Trembles, we had Pretty Vanilla, and then we have White Lies from England on the Nordwater the Human Serviette radio show, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Well, thanks so much, Nikki Nice. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do.
And you're still listening to CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and an Ardwarty Human Serviette radio show. And that was Pretty Vanilla in Seven Inches Deep with the song New Love from a brand new Seven Inch in Seven Inches Deep. Out now, Pretty Vanilla from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, near Washington State, from Washington State, Pasco, Washington State. Here are the pastels, not the pastels from Europe, the pastels from Washington State, Pasco, Washington, their song Mirage from 1966, and then an interview with White Lies from England.
are you? I'm Charles. I play bass in a rock band named White Lies. And Charles, who else is in White Lies? Uh, to my right, uh, two other dashing members, uh, Jack Brown, formerly Jack Lawrence Brown, a bit like Prince, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Harry McVeigh over there. Hello. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you very much. So here you are on the NME tour. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The new musical express. <laughs> yeah. Pulls into Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Oh, you guys aren't ready for us. <laughs> what do you think about that, the enemy tour? Because is the enemy big anymore? I thought it was all about uh, Kerrang, the metal mag Kerrang. Uh, I think enemy, uh, you know, I don't think they're doing a very good job of, uh, of, of pushing themselves up because I haven't seen any, uh, you know, branding or anything on any of, the, any of the shows, any posters or anything. So as far as I can, I'm, I'm concerned, it's, uh, it's just a tour. It's a Kerrang tour now. Yeah, it's just a Kerrang tour. tour. Yeah, and you love the metal, don't you, Charles? I love the metal. You love the death. Leopard and a Mars Volta, right? I love anything with one arm. Because <laughs> that's really pretty big, isn't it? Baboom! Yeah. <laughs> but that is big, isn't it? Kerrang! is a huge mag, isn't it? What do you think, Harry? Uh, yeah, it is. I don't think we're that big in Kerrang, to be honest, but I'd like to be. We've done some interviews for Kerrang. Radio, that You've is. been in Kerrang! Not the magazine, just the radio station. There's a ra Kerrang radio. Have we not been in the magazine? Yeah, we've been in the magazine. We've been, we've been, been in the magazine. magazine. Oh, yeah. yeah. You notice that. Because yeah. you run a record label, right? So you notice those things, right? Yeah, yeah. and I subscribe to Kerrang as well, so I always, I always know when we're featured. That's so awesome. Here we are on an enemy tour, and you guys are talking about Kerrang! Metal! <laughs> Sweet. Let's <laughs> start talking about the enemy then now, shall we? Metal hammer. Well, let's start talking about what? White Lies. Here we are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, White Lies. Yep. <laughs> and I would like to show you something. Can you explain something to me? What exactly, White Lies, is this? What am I showing to you right here? What is that, this? That's, that's, a key, that's a key card with our uh, album cover on it. Could, could you explain what is it? Uh, this, this is from South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. Show to people. This is, this is our major label dollars at work right here. And uh, what were they doing exactly there, Charles? They were ruining your stay. No, my stay. What's the illusion, Harry? What is that for, really? It's, um, it's to show that White Lies is taking over the world. No, what is it? It's a hotel key. Oh, yeah. That, that's, we what it, that's what it actually that's is. It it's actually a key card to get into your room at your hotel. So basically, you can't get into the room at your hotel without some major branding in your face every time you want to get, go to bed. So random hotel people, hotel guests, would get the White Lies key? They would, but at South by Southwest, nobody's there randomly. Did anybody get the key that you know? Uh, yeah, a lot of my friends did, and they all, they all uh, said that they couldn't go back to sleep at night because they, they thought it was just too horrendous and just too over the top, and I guess I agree, but hey. But that's awesome, like the record label putting up the bucks for that, Harry. That's awesome, isn't it? Uh, especially in the current economic climate, yes. Yeah, yeah, like, but it doesn't stop there. Here you have your own hotel key card, but weren't there also some projections of white lies? I think that's pretty sort of guerrilla warfare, though. I, I think there's no rules on that. You just set up a projector and... and well, let's back Backtrack, etc. What was going on at South by Southwest was projections, Harry. Um, the White Lies logo and information about the album was projected on the side of a building on a main street in Austin, Texas during South by Southwest. It was like hundreds of feet high too, wasn't it? <laughs> no, I didn't see it was that just one. about big enough, yeah. I saw, I saw one that was like this, just this sort of general wall area. That was if fine. If we put it up here, it would have done a lot worse, I feel. I don't think m many people around here would, uh, would have noticed it. But that's pretty amazing, though. Projections, hotel keys, they're really going out. They're, they're going to try. So yeah. where are they cutting the budget from? Where are they cutting the budget from if it's all gone in advertising? Um, Bono actually pays for everything. 
Yeah, any anything that anything that's paid for by Universal is directly linked to Bono. So his, his account. He, his account. Now speaking of Bono, you guys played the O2 Arena recently. <laughs> what's what's that got to do with Bono? Well, you know, arenas. You know, arena. <laughs> yeah. Arena show. You guys played an arena. We did. Yeah. And, yeah. and during an interview that I saw online, you talked about projecting your balls up on stage. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I, I, I definitely didn't talk about projecting. Ball on the table projection. Uh, but I think I think I think maybe oh, we use. We're talking about putting our balls on the table. Metaphorically. Metaphorically, you know, putting it out there. Yeah. Because I was seeing that in the interview, balls on the table, balls are sort of south by southwest projections, and I was thinking, has it got to this extreme? Has it gone to your head? Your balls are getting projected at the O2 Arena. That is incredible. You're giving me a good idea, though. Yeah. I think our whole stage set, when we eventually get to arena level, if we ever do, should be based around our collective balls. Yeah. And you are, of course, white? Uh, yeah. White lie? White Lies from London, England, and White Lies, South by Southwest. That must have been pretty exciting. You got the hotel key, you got the projections, and you guys also went to a frat party? Yeah, that was probably the best moment of uh, my life. Um, Jack and I were kind of looking for one all weekend, and uh, we got asked to DJ at something that we were very tempted to cancel. We thought it would just be some shit club. We turned up, and it was basically in a flat with a pool, people pushing each other into pools, people doing that thing where they jump at each other and say high five, the red cups. Uh, people you fantasize about this for a long time, haven't you, Charles? People with, people with dogs, people showing off their dogs to each other, hip-hop, uh, unattractive women. It was just so good. Jack, don't they have this in England? No. And hell no, hell no. The experience of this was American Pie, the movie. Yeah, yeah that's, we what we, that's what we were always aiming, aiming to reach these highs, and we really did. But the biggest high of all was who did we meet, Charles? Oh, my God. Yeah, we got introduced. from Cool and the Gang, right? Yes. For real. But now, this guy, Sir Earl Toon from Cool and the Gang, right? Yeah. That's the man. No, he only played on a few albums, though. You did some Wikipediaing afterwards, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, first few. Uh, he played with someone else. No, let's just set the stage here. Cool in the gang. Come on, Sella. Bright. Come on. No, you missed good times. Okay, there we go. You know the tune. So when you meet somebody like Cool in the Gang, how do they introduce themselves to you? Like, how would you be introduced to somebody uh, like Cool? How would they introduce themselves? He has someone to introduce him to us. There's a guy that says, Sir Earl. And you say, what, who is it? And, they, and then he just says he's from Cool and the Gang, and that was enough for us. And, uh, and then I just sort of said, well, we're in town to play a show. And he said, oh, I'd love to come. And I said, well, come. And he said, well, how will I get in contact? And I said, well, you can have my email address or something. And he said, he said no, let me give you mine. And then he proceeded to give me three phone numbers and two email addresses. Uh, a little bit excessive, but I guess he, you know, he's got a lot of people wanting to get in contact with him. So. And you were really scared that he'd be turned away at the door, weren't you? Yeah. Well, you know, you can't you can't turn away anyone with Sir in front of their name. So did he see the show at all? I don't actually know. I think we'll say yes, and he loved it. <laughs> Back to the frat party, Harry. How come you weren't at the frat party? Um, what could be more important? Do you know? I can't even remember what I was doing at the time. You were at the hotel, James's hotel birthday hotel thing. Yeah. Uh, I was celebrating our manager's birthday with him. White Lies, you also cover Kanye West. We, yeah. And he was at South by Southwest. Yeah, he certainly was. Did you think about trying to meet him at all, or going to that gig, or hooking up? Uh, not really. Because your little contemporary, Little Boots, she got to meet Kanye. Well, 
I would like to meet Kanye, in all honesty, but um, I think so it's... the record label go, you got the projections, you got the hotel key, you don't get Kanye this time. Little Boots gets Kanye. Yeah, yeah pretty you much. You gotta give, you gotta share, you gotta share it all out, and you know, we'll have our time to meet Kanye. But White Life, didn't you play also with PJ Harvey? We played on the same stage at her at South by Southwest, yes. Yeah, and of course you stuck around for her show. We, uh, we actually we actually didn't. We we stuck around to go and check another band out because that's what we do. Because uh, we're looking out for the little people. But PJ Harvey. But we wanted we wanted to see Violins. They're our favourite new band, so we wanted to go see them. And they're on the Chess Club. Uh, they're doing a single with Chess Club now. Yeah. That's your record label. That is my record label. And you like are able to get like Damon from Blur to DJ nights for you, aren't you? Your research is incredible, and the answer is yes. He did about two, three, maybe five years ago even, I can't remember. It was a very long time ago, but he did. How did you convince him? Is it hard that like he got a brand new label to get Damon from Blur to come down and DJ? I have my people. <laughs> I, have, I have my contacts. I can't disclose them. So you guys went off, but you did play with Razorlight twice? Did you play with Razorlight twice? We did have the... We had two. <laughs> What sort of explanation is that, Harry? Um, it's not a very good one. We're trying to be trying to be diplomatic. Because you went all the way, half the way around the world, and you're not playing with Razorlight twice. Have you ever played with Razorlight before? Um, never. Actually, no. hang on. Lollapalooza last year. Didn't they play no. on the same day as we did? No. They did. Because I saw Johnny Walmart room on one of the doors. Oh, was that it? Yeah. Did they have any idea who you were? Did they know you? Um, not. No. No, we've How never... How about a second show? Did they know you? Uh, I think they probably, probably, you know, they're razor light. What do they, what do they want to know? Absolutely no interaction with them, even though you played with them twice. No. So screw razor light and screw PJ Harvey. <laughs> we actually... Uh, We're going to go see the violins. Yeah. 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 Okay. But we do still like PJ Harvey. Yeah. And you are white. Lies. White lies in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Do you have any Vancouver connections? What are your Vancouver or Canadian connections? Do you know? Do you have any? Uh, well, uh, our first single, Death, was remixed by the popular duo Crystal Castles, who are, of course, from... Toronto, Ontario, Canada! Canadian collection! Incredible, Charles! <laughs> so, um, that would be one. Number one, Canadian uh, connection. Our collective favourite album at the age of 15 was a band called The Stills from... Montreal! Well done. And... Uh, I love this, you're quizzing me on Canada. Thank you so much, Charles. So you love Canada, The Stills. Well, our favourite TV show is South Park, who... Uh, often take the piss out of which country? Blame Canada! Well, yeah, there we go. It's three. It's a hat trick. Oh, it's amazing. And it continues on to White Lies Canadian Connections. And I have an example here for you right now, basically representing Vancouver. Here we have the history of Vancouver Rock, Volume 1. It's a record. Okay. Now turn this over, and what do we have on the back? What band is represented, and what's the name of their song? Little White Lies. By the... The Painted Ship. By The Painted Ship. There was a band from Vancouver called The Painted Ship who had a song called Little White... Lies. Which I think you guys should cover. Oh, yeah? And I'm going to give you a copy of the song. It's on this CD compilation right here. Little White Lies, the demo version. Uh, that's always the best version. For you guys. Yeah, that's what you want. For you guys to learn. It's the, they sold out, didn't they? Well, it's really neat, though. That particular song, Little White Lies, was, quote, a parody of the swaggering rock star. Speaking of Razor Light. So, like, you guys basically now can cover that song. What do you think about that, Little White Lies? Would you do a cover of Little White Lies? I think we'll have to hear it first. 
Let's see what it's see what it's like, and then uh... we could do a demo version, perhaps. It sounds really great. It's one of the most kicking, best garage rockers ever to come out of Canada, 1960s, out of Vancouver. Little White Lies. However, you're continuing Canadian adventures. Continue on there, Charles. Yeah. Check this out. You played in Toronto, Ontario, with the band. When? This is like the other day. Okay, let's rephrase that. <laughs> a little while back, you played some gigs. One of the bands you played with is on a Vancouver record label, Mint Records. Mint Records put out the band, and I have it here you write for you, a gift, the band Hot Panda. Do you remember playing with them at the Horseshoe Tavern in Toronto, Ontario? Ah, oh, yes! They were yes. on the bill. I, yeah, and I actually really liked them as well. Yeah. Because they were saying yeah, no, they were saying that you guys didn't stick around too much, I guess, again, no, you we leave. Watched we, we watched them. I, I do remember this now. They played after us. Yeah, they did. They, yeah, they, they, they did. They had to go after you. Yeah, they played at like 1 a.m. or something. And we, and the we cleanup slot. They oh, played no. cleanup. It was good, though. I, I remember kind of like a modest mouse thing. It was good. And this is their album for you, a gift from Hot Panda. Oh, thank from you. Hot Panda to White Lies. But they were saying that they had to help carry out your gear at the end of the evening. Who's your roadie? Is it PZ? What's his name? <laughs> Gigsy. Gigsy. That's yeah. Gigsy. We'll have a word yeah, with him about that. And if they need some help with that, they, they were they were saying that it was just Gigsy carrying out all the gear, and they had to help Gigsy carry out the gear. Yeah, sounds you right. make Gigsy do everything. Uh, Gigsy takes it upon himself to do everything. He loves. What's his background? He looks incredible. Uh, he is incredible. He's his his background, he, he's yeah, raised by wolves and um, bears. and bears, wolves and bears. They mated, and then Gigsy was born, yeah. and he, that was in. What other bands has he been around with? He's he toured with Ash for a very long time, New and York uh, New York Dolls yeah. and New York Dolls uh, reunion shows. No, yeah, was it yeah, New yeah. Reunions? And uh, Brennan Benson and uh, oh, uh, Giant Drag. Yeah, that was I think quite. So Gigsy does everything then. Gigsy's been around, yeah. So, Hot Panda, Little White Lies by the Painted Ship, the Stills, South Park, it just keeps on giving, doesn't it? We're, we're destined to just be here, really. So, you know Canada, but what about America? Were you guys asked to sing the American National Anthem? <laughs> we were. How the hell did you know that? I just heard that you were asked to sing the American National Anthem. Yeah. In Boston. In Boston. Uh, at a basketball yeah. game or something. What they called that? What's the Boston, Boston Celtics. Celtics basketball game. But we did a bit of research and on YouTube, and it seems like they get anyone to do that. So we, um, uh, and it never really, it just didn't, we kind of thought that would be fun, but it never really happened. It uh, felt a little bit awkward seeing the American National Anthem and I not being like, American. Yeah. And not even really knowing the American National Anthem. Yeah. Winding up here, White Lies, you guys were on a David Letterman show. Was it hard to get David Letterman to dim the lights? Uh, you had an amazing setup. What did it look like when you guys were on Letterman? It was like really dark. It, was really, it looked like unlike I'd seen the Letterman show before. I think we pulled some strings. Um, but the, I mean, the overriding feeling in that studio is, is one of pure cold. It's a very cold studio. Well, was it hard to convince him to dim the lights? Like it looked so good. I think, I think you know, I think he, uh, he, he had just got married. He was in a very relaxed kind of mood. And he was just going to let a few things slide. Did Giggsy tell them to dim the lights? <laughs> Gigsy, Gigsy dimmed the lights personally, I think. He actually went over to the dimmer switch and dimmed the lights when we, when we went on the stage. So much is happening with you guys, White Lights. you got the David Letterman show. You've played Lollapalooza. You're going to be playing Coachella. You've played the Fuji Rock Festival. You have a hotel key. Yeah. I mean, can you sign me up? How do I get some of this action? Just sign your life away. 
It'll happen. Like, you're getting a lot, aren't you? This is a lot of stuff that's happening. It's a lot of stuff, but we, you know, we're working very hard in return. Like, but it's almost time to retire. You've got it all. Yeah, almost. Yeah. But you do have to go to Russia. That nickel Russia. That looked interesting when you shot your video there. It was cold. And I was wondering, how did you get there? How did you get to Russia? What was it like getting to Russia, to you, Siberia? I'll tell you very quickly how you get there. Did you book it through Expedia, or how did you book the tickets? No, you book it through a strange Russian man, and uh, you have to get a flight to Oslo from London, and then a flight from Oslo to Tromso, then a flight from Tromso. And this is a different flight. This is a, basically a pedal plane. Um, it's very Indiana Jones, from Tromso to a place called Kirkenes in the very north of Norway. And then you have to cross the border and not get shot and hidden in an isolated lake and then uh, if you're lucky you make it to the place where they keep animals under disgusting conditions in a zoo what video did you shoot there uh farewell to fairground what was the kid spitting i saw like a kid spitting did you hire that kid to spit and why was he spitting i think that's a popular pastime of kids in nickel actually <laughs> spitting was, and then throwing uh, bolts in in handkerchiefs as well was, was yeah. something else that was involved in and the then, video and then you get back from russia and you get a review in the guardian i saw you guys got a review in the guardian we very often get reviewed in The Guardian. Again, amazing, incredible. You take it for granted. I've tried for years to get a review in The Guardian, and no luck. But The Guardian said your song, From the Stars, resembled Do They Know It's Christmas from 1984. Uh, yeah, I remember that review. That was an incredible review. Do they know it's Christmas? Yeah. The big fans of Guardian. But I think that's awesome that to be compared to anything. That song is incredible, isn't it? To be compared to Do They Know It's Christmas. I think it's, it's such a universal song, so I think uh, you're right. It's a it great compliment. Great. And winding up here, you, Harry, you're from Shepherd's Bush. That's right, yeah. <laughs> the Shepherd's Bush. Yeah. Home of Pete Townsend. Um, I'm not sure if it's the home of Pete Townsend anymore, but yeah. At one time? At one time, yeah. Have you ever seen any remnants of Pete Townsend there? Is there any proof? Uh, Could I be lying when I say that? No, there is... I know he lives in Twickenham now. Because that's what I was curious about. Pete Townsend, your idol, of course, right? Uh, one of them, yeah, certainly. No, he has worn a tablecloth on stage. Something that I'd very much like to try one day. That's what I was wondering. Would you wear a tablecloth on stage? Um, we'll see. Could you see Harry wearing a tablecloth on stage? It. I see it every night in my dreams. Because a lot of times it is black on stage. Would the tablecloth work? If it was black. That'd be a kind of sort of uh, Roman sort of I'd toga, like black of, toga. I'd like sort of bat cake. Black toga. Good band name. There you are. And lastly here, White Lies, just wondering about the Shepherd's Bush Empire. That's a big venue, isn't it? It's a great venue. Have you played there? We have, yes. What's famous about that venue? Is that the venue that the Dixie Chicks slagged George Bush? It may well be. It may well be the very same. <laughs> I thought that's awesome. The Dixie Chicks slag George Bush at Shepherds. Right. Right. Bush. Shepherds Bush. Yeah, the Bush. Right. Yeah. yeah. People love that name, don't they? Shepherds Bush. Yeah, they love it. Love it. Wait, Lice, anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Key cards. <laughs> um, White Lies loves Canada. Why should people care about White Lies? Why should people care? Um, they just, they don't, don't bother. Don't, don't waste your time. Um, we've, you know, we have Bono to look after us anyway, so it's, we're fine. Well, thanks much, White Lies. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do. I don't even know the end of that. Almost do do the loot do. It's Christmas time. Do do. <laughs>
Still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard there, Little White Lies by The Painted Ship. And before that, the demo version of Little White Lies by The Painted Ship from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And before that, an interview with White Lies from London, England. On CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. The Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Here are the Shadows of Night from Chicago, raw and live at the cellar again in 1966. It's fun to be back home in our own hometown. Here. Hi, Paul. How you doing, baby? Yeah, Paul. I don't. I don't hear any baseball announcements. Who's up next? like to do a song off our first album. You got it. This is called, I Got My Mojo With Me.
jiu-jitsu woman now She giving me it back I got me a big old jiu-jitsu woman now She giving me Sherman back Well, I don't know what she's after But you sure get love real now But it's just one word. Oh, it was and always was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Thank you. Thank you very much. Everything gonna be alright. Uh, this morning. I got me a little woman. She in the towel. She said that she loved me, but best of all, she's my woman, my uncle. She's my lover. Yeah, she's my ball. I roll around. She went in the south and said, Oh, Jimmy, you're the one. Said, Oh, yeah. Said, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Said, Show me. I pick up a telephone, go find a house. Said, Hey, little boy. Belly my dog now. Said, Oh, yeah. Said, Oh, yeah. Said, Oh, yeah.
hands just running high. You don't know, baby, just what you got. Said, oh, yeah. Said, oh, yeah. C-O-M-P-O-Z, the most common preventative for colds and upset stomachs, only 98 cents.
I'd like to do a little song that we wrote. This one's called It Takes a Long Time Coming. This next song to all the greasers. Yay! Yeah, let's hear it. Right let's now. hear it for the greasers. Yeah, Yeah. 
Angeles, Rumbletone, and CITR present the wild garage sounds of the Woolly Bandits on Sunday, July 5th at Vancouver's Railway Club. Come shake some action with the Woolly Bandits at the Railway Club on Sunday, July 5th. Doors at 7.30, music at 8.30, and the whole shebang ending at midnight. That's the Woolly Bandits with very special guests, the transmitters, the TVs, and Edmonton's Michael Rout for an early show at the Railway Club on Sunday, July 5th. Devils on my back 